Rose and this is Rocker Recovery. We have lesson six today. No, lesson seven today. We just finished lesson six, which was the prison camp of anxiety. And today we're talking about anxiety versus resting. Learning how to rest is an emotional developmental maturity skill. And a lot of us do not know how to rest. So that's why we have this series on anxiety so that you can have another tool to use when you're anxious to be able to pull in and to be able to, to reject anxiety and accept resting. So I'm gonna show you how to do that today. So let's see if we can screen share here. If you're watching on YouTube, you should be able to have the PDF right in front of you while we're talking. So that way you can see if you're a moderator, um, we have moderator rules. We have rules for followers and rules for leaders. I will get those up on the website pretty soon. The website's enablersjourney.com. The book is now published, Rocker Recovery, Defeating Anxiety. We also took the book and turned it around into another book called Rule and Reign, Your Internal World. And that is for just anyone who is um, struggling with emotional maturity, needing to uh, mature emotionally to be able to rest. So today we want to talk about resting. Rest is a peace of mind and spirit. This is an emotional rest. It's not necessarily a physical rest. Then you can be free from anxiety and disturbance and you can be confident and trusting. So the scripture I want to use today is Isaiah 30:15. In repentance and rest you will find your salvation. In quietness and confidence, you will find your strength. So when the Lord gave me this verse, I had it for two years and I just kept, everywhere I turned, I just kept running into this verse. I'd be talking to a friend on the phone and they'd be giving me this verse. I'd be listening to a radio preacher and there would be that verse again. So I knew the Lord was telling me that I needed to rest, but I had no idea how to rest. So after two years, it took me, two years to hear this verse after the Lord started giving it to me. I took the main words, repent, rest, quiet, and confident. And I looked up everything in the Bible that had to do with those words. And so that's what I'm going to take you through is just a little excerpt of what that study was. I really studied these four verses probably for 50, 60 hours to get the gist of what God was telling me. So I'm going to try to give it to you in a short lesson. So repenting, means doing a complete turn from unbelief. So one of the reasons we're in anxiety is because we don't believe that we have a faithful, loving God that we can turn to. So that is the sin of unbelief. In Hebrews 3, 12 and 13, it says, See to it, brothers, that none of you have this sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God but encourage one another daily as long as it is called today so that none of you will be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. And I know that when my heart is hard, I'm very anxious. I'm, uh, I'm fretful. I'm fearful. I'm bitter. I'm complaining. I'm whining. I know that my spirit and my soul has disconnected and that I am wallowing. So when that happens, what I start doing is I start repenting for an unbelieving heart and I start asking God to help me to believe. So number two, resting means stopping your own work. 
Hebrews 4.10, for anyone who enters rest, who enters God's rest, also rests from his own work, just as God did from his. So God has given us an example. He didn't need to rest on the seventh day when he created uh, the earth in Genesis. He didn't need to rest. He's God. But he did that as an example for us so that we would have the ability to give ourselves permission to just rest. And I don't think that this is a rest that where we just lay in bed all day, one day a week. I mean, that'd be great, but I think it's a, a mental, emotional rest where it's a perpetual rest where we rest every day, all day long. And whenever we get out of balance, you'll know it because you'll be anxious. So when you're anxious, I want you to go back and trace that those breadcrumbs like we've been talking about and figure out when that anxiety started so that you can enter into the rest of the Lord again. So number three, the inability to rest emotionally from anxiety means I have unbelief. So Hebrews 4, 6, it still remains that some will enter that rest. And those who formerly had the gospel preached to them did not go in because of their disobedience, their unbelief. So to be in unbelief, to be in anxiety, fretfulness, fearfulness, allowing yourself to be stressed, that is disobedience. So there is something here to repent for. Now, whenever I'm feeling all of this confusion that's associated with anxiety, I kind of identify with it and it feels like it's me. It feels like I need to feel this feeling through and, and to resolve it. Well, a lot of times there is no resolution with anxiety. There is no feeling all of it. There is no working our way through it. We've just, we've just got to lay it down. We've just got to say, there's my unbelief. So every time I hear that anxiety, I start repenting for my unbelief. Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I don't believe that you're in control. I'm sorry that I don't understand that you've got this and that I can trust you in all things. So then we go to quietness. Quietness means being still inside. Well, I was not repenting. I was not resting. I was not quiet. And I surely was not confident, which is the fourth thing. So quiet in is quietness right here, right inside of our hearts to feel quiet from stress. So be still and know that I am God in Psalms 46:10. Be still and know that I am God. And the words that my best friend years ago said after that, she said, the Lord spoke this very verse to her. And she said, and then there was a pause and he said, and you are not. <laughs> so she calls me and she's like, the Lord just scolded me. She said, I was in the bank line and I was just a fussing because somebody cut in line and, and I was, I was angry and fretful. And the Lord said, be still and know that I am God. And she said, then there was a pause and I heard, and you are not. <laughs> So sometimes when I'm not still inside, I'm trying to be my own God. I'm trying to make my own way. And that's just not possible when there's all these other unforeseen circumstances. I literally just have to be patient and wait on the Lord. So that leads us to number five, being confident means trusting completely and totally in God, no matter what. No matter what it looks like, we're just going to trust the Lord. For the Lord will be your confidence and he will keep your foot from being snared. And as you look at the word confidence, a synonym for confidence is trust. And so you just go all through the Bible and you look for confidence and trust. 
and you'll even if you just narrowed it to the books of Psalms, it's all through there. Dozens and dozens and dozens of verses on trusting the Lord, trusting the Lord, trusting the Lord with all your heart, lean not to your own understandings in all your ways. Uh, you know, all your ways, he's going to, he's going to direct your path. You just need to trust him with everything. So be confident in the Lord, not in yourself. So the exercise is here. Let anxiety remind you to, to find a quiet place. What would it look like to exchange your anxiety for trust? Now think about that for a moment. Well, have you ever had that peace? where you've not been anxious, where you've, where you've not been fearful, and you have that calmness inside of you. Because if we don't find that in the Lord, we go look for it in the world. We'll look for it with alcohol, with drugs, with gaming, with movies, with parties, with friends. And we've talked about that. Those are just superficial cover-ups. They're just like a little band-aid. They never, they never get to the root issue, which is, which is not trusting God, not being confident in Him. So trusting God allows us to be emotionally quiet where we can rest. My favorite words to release me from anxiety and move me into trusting God is, well, Lord, I just can't wait to see what you're going to do with this one. So many times I've had um, struggles and I've had trials and I've had impossible situations and I've just said, okay, Lord, I give it to you. I, there's nothing I can do. And just as soon as I say that, it's almost like I've untied God's hands. And now he moves in my behalf. There's doors open that I didn't even know were there. And now I'm able to start moving forward. But I had to surrender. Now, did you hear that? I had to surrender. And surrendering to God brings that rest and that peace in my heart. So now let's get the application here. God rested on the seventh day, not because he was tired, but for an example to us. Physical resting is the opposite of working and striving. Emotional resting is the opposite of anxiety. Emotional resting is the opposite of anxiety. And that's where we've been talking about emotional maturity skills, learning how to be emotionally mature. And if you have a substance use disorder, if you have um, an addiction of any kind, whether it even be a food addiction um, or um, an addiction to obsessive thinking, it doesn't matter what it is. What it means is that you have not developed in your emotions enough that you can learn to trust and you can learn to rest. And so all you have is these um, superficial immature emotions that that are anxious and fearful and fretful and that's the the world that you operate in instead of stepping on top of that and saying nope i'm going to walk right on top of these problems i'm going to walk right on top of this storm i am going to choose to trust the lord and then i'm going to give him any unbelief that i have and i'm going to count that as disobedience and i'm going to keep following the lord no matter what so let's read this hebrews 4 3 through 4 6 and 7 now, we who have believed enter into that rest, but just as God has said, so I declared an oath in my anger, they shall never enter my rest. And yet this work has been finished since the creation of the world. And on the seventh day, God rested from his work. They did not go in because of their disobedience, their unbelief. So here's our instructions. Today, 
If you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. So could a hardened heart be an anxious heart? Could a hardened heart be an anxious heart? If so, the way to soften my heart is that surrender that we were talking about, the, the ability to just believe that God knows what he's doing and just change what you can and whatever's out of your control, then you just surrender that to the Lord. So the principle here that we want to learn is emotional resting is intentional. It is the opposite of anxiety. So whenever you feel the anxiety on one hand, I want you to have something in the other hand to exchange it with. So what we're gonna do is you might need to go back to lesson number two, the anxiety quotient quiz, and look at all the different uh, realms of anxiety in your physical, spiritual, emotional, financial relationship uh, realms of anxiety so that you can easily identify your anxiety and it doesn't go for days and days, but you can identify it within a minute or so. And then you can exchange it for whatever's in this other hand and you can say, okay, I'm gonna rest. I'm gonna, I'm gonna find my peace and I'm gonna rest in the Lord and I'm gonna ask him to help me with my unbelief and I'm gonna repent for this disobedience, this unbelief, and I'm just gonna be confident and I'm gonna be quiet. And that's a skill that's bigger than me and you. That's something that we have to practice. And one of the ways I practice that is I just, I take a really deep breath. As soon as I realize I'm anxious, I take a nice deep breath and I'm like, okay, and it's kind of like resets myself and rebalances myself. And then I can also, if it's, if it's uh, chaos and confusion coming from outside of myself, that deep breath, when I breathe it out, that kind of pushes that confusion away from me where I can uh, realign myself with me and with the Lord and not with the confusion that's around me. A lot of times I have to just turn the television off. And I think I've told you before that it's probably been a good 20 years since I've watched the news. There's just so much hype and so much drama that it, it, it literally puts a seed of fear in us. And then there we go. So I want you to think about the things that are making you anxious. And when you find that restful, peaceful spot, I want you to hold on to it. And as soon as it's gone, recognize, oh, wait a minute, there's my peace. My peace is gone. Where did it go? And then trace it back, trace it back to whatever lie you believed or whatever somebody else said to you or did to you, or maybe a thought that you thought, a bitterness that come up that you need to deal with. And then start working through this so you can release it. Okay, so in conclusion, resting is a maturity skill. Resting is a maturity skill. Maturity depends on the stronger parts of ourselves. We can create a dialogue within our hearts to find a place of safety. When I become aware of my anxiety, I can acknowledge it and then I can take action. The action to take is believing. Release yourself to the responsibility to fear. Release yourself from any responsibility to fear, fret, or worry. Just be concerned enough to do the next right thing and have faith that other things will work themselves out. Now, if you have fear that's suffocating and overwhelming and and, um, you can't break free from that. I want you to reach out. I want you to go to a group. I want you to go to a counselor. I want you to get a mentor. I want you to go to a pastor, someone. Ask the Lord, who do I go to to help me with this? Because I can't move past this. And something has happened that's triggered something in you that's caused you to be in that severe, 
rut of stress and anxiety. And I, I don't want you to blame yourself for it. I don't want you to say, oh no, now I'm in unbelief. <laughs> you know, no, now you you're stuck. You're just stuck in a little anxiety. It's just going to take a little bit to get some movement. It's just going to take a shift in your thinking. It's just take an understanding to know that you can do this once you can recognize that it's possible. So I want you to move from from anxiety into belief and when you're stuck i want you to reach out to get other people to come in and to help you to pray over you to nurture you to support you to encourage you to give you words of affirmation and find those people in your life and if you don't have any then start getting to some really good groups start asking people where are the good groups where are the good sponsors where uh is the good church services and just go and find that safe place with the lord if you have a bible start in the Psalms because the Psalmist David, he, he loved the Lord, but boy, he was all over the place on a rabbit trail with his emotions. <laughs> One day he'd be going, Lord, where are you? And the next day he'd be like, well, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in your house, Lord, than with the, with these unbelievers. And, and you just have to move past that unbelief and use that ability to focus on something bigger than you. And when, when I look at the word of God, I think that's bigger than me. And now that can cover all my stress and all my fear and all my anxiety. So this is the Rock of Recovery. This was lesson seven. And let's say our scripture. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength and whom I trust. And that's Psalms 18.2. So I want to make sure that you know that verse. And then I want to pray for you. Lord, forgive me for my my pride or my arrogance, those things that have hardened my heart, made me trust in myself. Let me be your clay and you, my God. Be my potter. Shape me and mold me into your image. And I just pray this in Jesus' name. And that's it for today. And we will come back with the next lesson of being a dish rag versus steel. Learning how to be steel in your heart and in your soul that nothing's going to affect you. So I want you to look for the PDFs. If you want them for your groups, they're at enablersjourney.com. If you want the book, uh, Google M amazonbooks.com and look under Angie G. Meadows. If you want the YouTube, it's under Angie G. Meadows. And I will see you later. Bye, guys. <laughs>